0: up, bitches. We are here. We are alive. The time of our lives on America Pod 2. We'll have the best time of our lives outside. To see the key is breathe and be all. So take your kisses from the sun, get in tune with everyone. Whole world is in your lungs, you could be the one
1: outside. Thank you. New America, part two.
0: Welcome to episode six of America, pod two. It's your boy, Alex Fabio, aka Monk
2: Punk. What up? <clears throat> My name's Fred.
1: Oh, fuck. What well, was I supposed to do with Sling? Sling Studio. Oh. Do
0: that and Maddie's here. Maddie, your mic is over there, by the Maddie, way. Maddie, You could just jump into the mainframe if you want to sit in the middle. Yo, what up?
1: There's like shit back here, though. There's like well, a light and like so
2: stuff. What? What number episode like, is this? Six. Is this five? Six. Is six? Episode six. Anyway? I don't think I was here for five.
0: No, you weren't. It was just me and Maddie. Nice. Uh, we talked about a lot in episode five. We talked about um, starting in music. We talked about Maddie's first drum set. Um, we hilarious. talked about A Day to Remember. We talked about. I mean,
2: Maddie's jaw <laughs> size is fucking hilarious. <laughs> we, talked
0: about- <laughs> we talked about protesting <laughs> war. Maddie, why don't you put your face in the main camera over here, dead center, and just show them what you're doing with your jaw right now? You can just walk right up to that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> great form, great form. Um, yo, we have video. Yeah. Welcome wow. to the future. Wow, we did the first couple. What is it called? Sling what? Co- co- I mean, Slingshot sling Studios. Studio.
0: <laughs> sling Studio. Yeah, yeah we did it? episodes one S- through five. No video. Here we are, episode six. Video! <laughs> yes, we are here. Maddie is downloading the app. Uh, we are DIY and we each film our own shit, all right?
2: And we eat nails for breakfast. Everyone's responsible for their own money in America. Without any milk. <laughs>
1: I'm going to agree to the terms and conditions without reading them. <gasps> Always. Don't you know that's how they watch you jerk off in the middle of the night? That's the only way I can come. <laughs> <laughs> At least someone's
0: watching. <laughs> so, episode 6. Um,
2: how are you guys doing, man? Fred, what the fuck is up, dude? Yo, I feel so much better now. I came thing? in Oh, okay, so you have to, you have to go on to so do that and then your <sighs> Yep. So this is how on. we do it. This is how we do it, folks gonna pack the baddie um how am i doing um well we talked a little bit before this me and alex uh alex has been like setting up the past two days for video and stuff like that and uh, yeah i don't know i was doing like pretty like i don't know just like rough just because i worked a shit ton and um just trying to get to like the next like points in my life and I think I was just like overwhelmed, you know. But yeah. uh, but I feel good now. I feel present. I am always feel good when I do band shit. Um, I'm like going to work in like an hour, you know. So you're a, you're
0: a fucking legend for squeezing in band time. Dude. I'm, I'm
2: moving it, in. I'm fitting it all in. You know, you gotta,
0: you gotta. We were just talking about this too. It's like as you get older, you have more shit that you got to do, and like squeezing in time with the boys becomes harder.
2: We're so lucky that we have the foundation that we have and that when we were younger, all of us, me and Alex together, but even Maddie separately, like we all like hit the road so early. And, you know, we've us with our crew and like, you know, all of our fam and stuff, we've all just been building this thing. So it's like even if we don't see each other or practice and we only get a couple practices in before like a show or a tour or something, like we're fucking out there on the tour still. Like I think that's so fucking cool. Like because you have to reshape your mind and how you like view this sort of shit. Like going into dropping this record, my mind was in a different place. I thought we would be more like consistently doing band shit. But like clearly we're all just fucking busy and all just trying to make really big moves, but I think this is a part of, like, growing up and just, like... That's okay, you can just leave it there. Um, I just, like, love how honest some of these hardcore bands are. And I just want to say, thank you, Title Fight. Thank you, King9. Just, thank you. (laughs) Just... For just showing that like shit doesn't like, you don't have to do shit a certain way. I don't know. I feel like for us, we were so used to like releasing singles, building into an album, touring on that, putting out the album, touring on that. You know, that's like a full three to four years right there. And now we just put out this brand new record with just the songs and uh, the Crest video and stuff. And I want to be doing more like inherently. But I think what it is is just like, it's just adulthood. Like, it's just, we are going into this full force and knowing that this piece of music is great and it's representing ourselves and that like for next year, like these things are going to take time. Like us getting back on the road is going to take some time. Us getting new merch is going to take some time. Getting vinyl is going to take some time. You know, we're all, we're doing it ourselves for people who don't know. You know, you know, get in
1: here, Maddie yeah dude I mean like you know growing up being in bands and like being in a band now as I'm like becoming a man is like it is like exactly what you said like you have to change your perspective on like the thing and like kind of figure out how to like cope with like all of it and part of that for me is realizing like it's like, you know, we've been doing this for like two decades and it's like, we've always been really talented and attractive and jacked. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um But oh, God, like, <laughs> but um for me, like what you were saying about like we put out the record and like we only dropped like one music video and we wanted to drop like three music videos and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I mean you can do all that shit and that's fine. But also like if you can't do all that shit, that's also, also fine. fine. Because yeah, like yeah. chances are none of these music videos are going to like go viral and like actually do anything I for don't. us.
2: That's that's the one place where I disagree with you. Okay, well, maybe like, not like it's, now. It's, it's not it's not right now in the moment. But what I realized like it's was possible. Not, well, dude, a super heaven song went viral like ten years after it came out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to gauge that. All we can do is
1: just do our thing. But that and, almost that almost makes more sense to me. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Like, cause the same thing happened with Pine Grove too. Yeah. Like, that Pine Grove song was hella old. But like also,
2: I've come to the point where I don't... And that was a different Maddie, I, like, don't care anymore. To like, like, like those... Like, I just want to have authentic fans and make authentic music, and yes. I'm, I'm not worried about what other people think anymore. Yeah. Like, but... I don't know if we ever inherently were. I'm not saying that we were, or you are, or anything. Like, I don't think you are either. I think, like, just as, like, a human being, like, we tend to be, like... Oh, we should do this because it will gain more things, which is just is just makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, but with this whole release of the album, like this is good. Like I had a full like coming to, like a coming to moment that was like, oh, baby and outside, like those music videos are gonna come out for next year, for next summer to support our tours and shit. Like we yeah. did the work, now we just gotta put them together. Yeah, it's gonna everything everything takes a little bit longer, and it's also a good showing. Like I kind of came down after all this. It was a good showing of, of, uh, like shooting for the stars, <clears throat> and like landing on the moon with the yeah. crest. Like the crest video is beautiful. Thank you, Morgan yeah. and James. You know, so that was my little add to that. But go on, you were on a
1: little rant. I wanna- yeah, I was. I was saying like, um, like I'll, I, I like freak out about shit like that <clears throat> because I'm. I get like manic, and I'm like we have to take over the world. We have to like fucking do every, like. We have to be on 111% all the time, you know? And then like it burns you out. And then you, you like, remember like none of like nothing matters, but like everything matters. But it's like, just keep going. Like just keep doing this yeah. stuff.
2: Don't kill yourself. Exactly. Enjoy your life. Live with your friends. Have a good time. <clears throat> Love your family. Yeah. You know, this shit really doesn't like life doesn't last forever. So it's, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's like, okay, like I'll do what I have to do to fucking post on TikTok. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, whatever. Exactly.
1: But like the real shit is like <clears throat> playing with bands that we respect and like fuck with. And then like becoming friends with those people and like making connections in like a real way and like connecting with fans. Obviously also too. like, Creating an
2: avenue for fans, I feel like something that like (laughs) we've touched upon is like people don't know what to fucking make of us. Like the people who are trying to categorize us don't know what to make of us. They're like, Oh but like Dude, I don't even know what to make of us. (laughs) And that's fine because I feel like we've created an avenue for that. Like in the context of like I don't think what we're doing is that crazy. It's literally us with guitars. Like (laughs) And people are like you guys are like, like 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 it was so funny like uh billy corgan was saying that like in the beginning of the smashing pumpkins with the first record people were like dude they're like a psychedelic and then like we'd be like and then like beastie boys or like put the two craziest combinations together and we get that all the time it's all like time. yeah you guys are like fucking like jane's addiction old and 311 fucking, and but like things that are like so wildly like, yeah, in the same, like, alternative scene, but, like, like what the fuck is Faith no more? You know what I mean? Like, just a fucking crazy rock band. Dude, we're
0: just playing our take on rock and roll, like all these other yeah, bands. And, like, for them, it was totally fine. Like, sure, people thought they were crazy, but for us, it's like, what the fuck is going on here?
2: And the thing is, like, I feel like we're good at, like, wearing our influences on our sleeve, but not, like, ripping off people. Like, like, you feel you could sense certain tones you can sense certain like rhythms and things and things that like maybe influenced by but like you definitely feel certain levels of things um i just always thought the best bands like the bands that i liked had melody And could rock hard as fuck. Like, that's why I think, like, to me, I was like, yeah, it makes sense that Nirvana's, like, the biggest fucking band ever because they could break it all the way down to Penny Royalty. You know, like, just so just, like, what the fuck? And then get to like, Endless Nameless, and it's literally, like, the heaviest thing you've ever heard. It's, like, thunder and hailstorm and shit. Like, it's just crazy.
1: Dude, I just, like... Listened to the first four songs of Nevermind for the first time recently. And I was like,
0: whoa. What is wrong with you? Like, Did you shit. say for the first time?
1: <laughs> no. I mean, I've definitely done that before.
0: But like in succession? You I never just, had that. I've never, never had like a Nevermind thing.
1: No. I think Dude. I, I know. I've, I've tried. No, this is, Wait, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is a great moment. I, I didn't know this. Have you listened to the first yeah. record? What? Have you listened to, the, to Bleach? No. You I should d- listen to that I first. I covered um, It's good to hear the... I covered school once in like 2016 with this band called Big Butt that I was filling in. (laughs) Big Butt.
0: We covered school a few years ago, too. I know. Really?
1: Big Butt. Um, (laughs) Wait, no, that's Soul Collective. It's kind (laughs) of similar to that Soul Collective song. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
2: What the fuck was I going to say? Yeah, tell me, what did you take from this all?
1: Oh no, I mean like dude i've I think I get like overwhelmed by Nirvana, and like i get I get overwhelmed by like all of the bands pretty much that I'm like supposed to like, you know, like I happen to like some of the bands that I'm supposed to like, and then like. Most of the bands that I'm supposed to like, I'm just like, I I, I So uh why I, is it, time, I missed it. Dude. why, why <laughs> is that?
0: Is it because they're like such a fucking structure now? You're like, Yeah, how do I even Yeah, sh- I think crack there's crack like this that? like
1: pressure on me to to like it and think that it's like the best thing of all time. Where I go into it with that mindset and then I'm like, This is another band. And it's like it's great, you know, but it's like I'm already I'm I have this preconceived notion that I'm supposed to believe that it's the best thing of all time. And it like fucks with me. Mm -hmm. I think
2: I think Nirvana is a very youthful thing, too. Maybe like because I remember like I had always known of Nirvana, heard of them, heard songs like certain things. But like when it came to like being like, oh, this is never mind. This is an album. I'm going to listen to this album front the back because I've never done that. Like, and I think I was like, yeah, in high school, like it resonated so much with me because there's like a color and like a warmth and like a melancholy that the record like gives off. And maybe that's connected to like being innocent and that youthfulness because now when I listen to nevermind, I hear something different because now I've listened to nevermind like a, hundreds of times. Yeah. yeah. Hundreds of times I've listened to that record. Yeah. Uh, but it did something where I think, like, it filled the gap for, like, bands that were, like, underground, like, underneath that, and then they didn't have songs that broke through to the mainstream, and, like, Nirvana had, like, five of them on that record that were, like, considered pop hits, because at at, the the end of the day, it's a classic rock record. Like, other than, like, a couple, like, parts, like, I mean, the lithium, uh, like, part where it's, like, the bass is crazy, that's, like, an ent whistle part. That's, like, the who. Like, I don't know. It's so interesting. Um, but also, like, it, it helps to have a little bit of context because I think, like, when I fell in love with it, I fell in love with the live videos, too. I was, like, that's what I want to be in a band. It's, like, the whole scope. It was, like, the evil Beatles to yes. me. They were, like, the evil Beatles. Like, yeah. the Beatles are fucking sick and can get crazy. But, yeah. like, I think... The Nirvana wedged on more of the crazier side and could get like poppy, collected. yeah, yeah, poppy. You know what I mean? I was 100%. like, when I was listening to it
1: yesterday, <laughs> I was like falling in love with Dave Grohl's drum parts. Like he's just amazing.
2: That's a huge part of it. That yeah. was that was the secret sauce at the end of the day because yeah. Kurt and Chris had been going for so long, and Kurt had the songs. Chris was a great person that was like, like, because apparently like. Chris was, like, known as being, like, a good bassist in town. And, like, no one knew that, like, Kurt really even, like, fucked with guitar. They went to, like, the same, like, guitar teacher and shit like that. And I guess, like, when Kurt ended up going to the guitar teacher, he wanted to know more about songwriting. And the guitar teacher was, like, um, well, you have to be, like, interesting and weird because everyone's fucking normal and you want to stick out. So, like, you have to do crazy shit. That was, like, kind of what he had said. I'd seen, like, an interview or so. Mm-hmm, but it, but it speaks to, like, where he was coming from because he, he would just start with the dissonant note. I mean, he would start with the A sharp instead of the A major, you know what I mean, and then go from there and create A major patterns, E major patterns, shit that like everyone does, but just in different weird keys. And then when you realize that they're all like that, you're just like, oh, shit, these are all like the sickest riffs. Put the fucking rhythmic drums.
1: Dude, yeah, Dave Grohl is just like it's just so in the pocket good. and yeah. just a little bit of taste. Yeah, oh God, he's damn. like, he like, he rocks so hard. I, I, I thought I had
0: to switch it, and then dude, I was like, no, I gotta switch back. Yeah, why you <laughs> this shit, dude?
2: I love that this is the first episode, um, <laughs> the video. first video episode, like troubleshooting
1: mid episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. I've been like adjusting my camera like the whole time. I don't even know what this is. Yeah, because
0: we have this setting on that like is supposed to like track your voice to the phone. So while you're talking, you're the focal point. No, that's but ultimately what I'm probably gonna have to end up doing is because it's the, the phones are picking up all of us talking. So like and they're the ones who are dictating which camera is facing the person when they're talking. So like I'm probably gonna end up having to do most of it manually anyway and like Maddie Cam, Freddie Cam, Alex Cam. I think it's kind
2: of cool though. That's like hilarious. It is because look, yeah, no, it just popped sir. up and it came to me, but then it went back to you. And, right. Uh, I think fine. it's it's ninety yeah. percent
1: there. Dude, I anyway. Think, I think it was picking <laughs> me up because I was breathing into the mic for a second.
0: <laughs> the mics aren't aren't what's going to trigger that. It's the <gasps> cameras, the phones are going to trigger the ca- the camera.
1: So it's like movement.
0: No, no, it's audio in the camera. Ah. Oh. You see. Got you. And so the thing
2: is... For, uh, anyway, we could talk about it on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, so getting back to Nirvana, where do you... So first four songs are... It smells Like Teen Spirit.
1: Uh, In Bloom. In Bloom. Oh, back Come to back. As You Are.
2: So good. Come. And then uh, Breed. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Dude, so good. Yeah. Insane. Like, yeah. And the, the I first... I mean, I already knew all of those songs. Yeah. Like... Uh, separately I like didn't realize that like that was the track listing of the
2: what an album right so <laughs> do you feel like you're hearing it for like what it is for the first time almost a little I bit I think so yeah that's cool mm-hmm. that's a cool moment I, I think like everyone that's a that's kind of like the thing like Nirvana had this very like cultural moving thing like they even said like I think like Dave Grohl and like Chris were like talking they were like like how Billie Eilish was like a cultural gothic thing and like all these teen kids just were wearing so much Billy Eilish merch. It was just all XL, like became like a fashion thing too. Like they were like, dude, that was like pretty similar to like how Nirvana was. Like, yeah, be- he said that, I remember yeah. that. And now I feel more and more like turnstile is like becoming closer to that because when it was all happening at first, like when you look at the scale of how it is, it's obviously a different scale. Mm-hmm. Like turnstile is not as big as Nirvana yeah. was and is, but, <clears throat> The sort of cultural impact that they had yeah. on just like everything. Yeah, being that Hanging they're coming out, from
0: yeah. the scene like that, I think has that. And
2: impact. like every like cool famous person over. is like, it's like Turnstile my favorite band. Yeah, it's just like Demi Demi Lovato taking a picture with them is hilarious. Yeah, but exactly. Whereas like Billie Eilish like,
1: Demi took a totally took different to a story.
2: Dude, yeah, there's so many funny turnstile pictures out there. There's yeah. the one with Demi Lovato is was just hilarious because that was at the time when like the record was just kind of coming out. It like came out in August and then it hit fall, and the movement was still happening. And ever like I was just like everyone was just like yo, what the fuck? And then like when when they were playing beer pong with Post Malone, I think like Doja Cat or something. That's crazy. And there's like hanging out, they're all just hanging out playing beer pong and post Malone, right? That was like the end. And then and then there was a picture of Turnstile with Debbie Lovato, and it was on her Instagram saying, My favorite band. Literally <laughs> verbatim. That's sick. It's crazy, dude. Wild. crazy. A literal side project that had no merch at the brick VFW. <laughs> and when we saw them at the Brick VFW twenty thirteen. They were one of the sickest bands ever they in that great. moment, right? Yeah. Like, they were just so being good. like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the and there band- were one,
0: one band on like a seven band bill.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every band was awesome. It was, it was a great show. Every band was awesome. It was Blind Justice, fucking, which is Body, Mike Body, who is the guitarist for Regulate and No Pressure with Parker Cannon and shit like that. Uh, fucking The Mongoloids. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. Dude, is No
1: Pressure and Regulate the same band? Because no. isn't the drummer of No Pressure also the drummer of Regulate?
2: Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all sure. like friends. Harry. But uh, and so Long that the, the bassist for Long No Pressure. Island. Wait, do you remember uh, what was the local band? Um, Harry's old band? No, 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 no. no. Uh, that we used to play with when we were like twelve, like the Lights or something.
0: Oh, uh, holy shit! Wait, why are you why are you bringing this up? Who is it? What's because the
2: I'm pretty sure the bassist of No Pressure is the dude from. One of oh the, uh, like Barbara like the stars or something like, like the that. stars like the stars we mm-hmm. were like the stars you don't remember like the stars? maddie was too popping back in the day like this but i felt like like the stars like at least from our perspective like the stars were up there too 100%. it was like racing kites like the stars selfish radio yeah 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 <laughs> do you remember racing
0: uh racing kites
2: Wow, dude, Maddie was too cool for school. Dude, different experiences. Maddie was in a sick band when he was in eighth grade. We talked about this in the last one. Like, like
0: (laughs) like he was, he was like, I thought Maddie was so fucking cool because we were both thirteen, but he was playing like
1: real shows. Yeah, yeah, we were playing with like the Dangerous Summer and shit.
2: (laughs) Dude, it was crazy.
1: Putting out fucking Reach for the Sun, Maddie
2: when. That's when I ridiculous. walked in the Marlboro Rec Center and I found out that Solfege Radio broke up, I was That's like, sad, I was just like, why? I was like, what? And Alex was like, yo, don't worry. like, Or like, you had said something. What did I say? I don't, I don't remember this at all. Or maybe this was like later. Maybe maybe a couple months later because you had heard that the grapevine that another band was starting or something. Oh, I knew the tea. Yeah, Alex knew the tea, yeah. Alex was knew in
0: the, the scene. Dude, because. From
1: moles
2: Probably,
0: but Name Moles was like out of reach at that point. He was like granddaddy Name Moles, Jersey shows Name Moles. He's out of touch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were out like, we were like straight toddlers, bro. Mark Norman shot, yeah,
2: literally toddlers. Like, how did we the even-
0: only in we could have possibly had would have been Scooter through Joey? True, it probably
2: was Scooter, probably was, True. yeah.
0: Because Scooter um, was like 17, 18 yeah. at the time. Like he was a young and Scooter mm-hmm. was like a peer to us, but he was working. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Did
1: I already tell this a L- little story bit older yeah. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the pod when Soulfed Radio played with uh, The Dangerous Summer at the Trocadero balcony and it was a Wednesday night. I I was in I think I was in 8th grade. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost positive I was in 8th grade. And it was the this was like the third time that Soul Fudge Radio played with The Dangerous Summer, and I didn't I couldn't give less of a fuck. Wow. Like didn't care at all. I like checked out their EP at the time, which was the one with like permanent rain and of confidence. Literally and shit. the best. I don't I forget what the EP's <laughs> called. Well like with the bird with like the human. Yeah, eyes Alex Gasgarth
0: was on one of those songs, wasn't he? Yeah. On I'm the permanent rain.
1: I, no, I'm, I think he was wasn't he on Of Confidence, the last song? It could be. Maybe. I don't know. This was before, like, rock bands put, like, featuring on their songs because they're stupid and <laughs> didn't <laughs> want anybody to know that a famous person was on their fucking song, you <laughs> idiot. Anyway, um, that was before Spotify. Anyway, uh, like, third time, didn't give a fuck, listened to their EP, thought it kind of sucked. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. And then um, I... Like, it was, like, too cold that day. So I just, like, stayed inside. And, and, no, you know what it was? It was, like, a real show at a bar with, like, people in their 20s. And I was, like, 13. So there were no teenage girls for me to go and, like, flirt with while I wasn't playing. (laughs) So I was, like, all right. So why even be there? Exactly. So I was, like, (laughs) all right, I guess I'll watch this fucking band. And I watched The Dangerous Summer for the first time and was, like, holy shit, Tyler Mintzberg is incredible on the drums. And so I went downstairs after their set to tell him that. He was like breaking down his drums and shit. And he was like, yeah, thanks, man. Like, you guys were great, too. You want to fucking uh, drink vodka in the van and like listen to our new record? And he was talking about Reach for the Sun. And I was like, um, "I I have to go to middle school tomorrow, but <laughs> I'll listen to the record. I'm not going to drink vodka, though. And he was just like, how fucking old are you? And I was like 13. And he was like, uh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) And so (laughs) we got in the van and he's just like drinking Smirnoff out the bottle. And we're listening to reach for the sun before it's out. And he's complaining about how he felt like his producer didn't capture his ghost notes (laughs) enough. (laughs) And I was like, I was like fuck I yeah. didn't fuck even, yeah. I was like I didn't even know you could play ghost notes in rock music. <laughs> like I was like I didn't even know that you could record ghost notes. Like I thought they were too quiet.
0: Holy yeah. fucking shit, dude. Sp- Matty's literally thirteen. I remember
1: remember AJ Peridomo got in the van and he was so sweaty and I could smell his fucking balls, dude. That would be me. He smelled like shit, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It was wild.
2: Matty, did I ever tell you about Halloween night when America Part 2 played The Saint in
1: 2018?
2: No. And we had like a couple people on the bill, and it was like pretty cool. I think like some friends and then I don't know, like, it was it was an interesting night because there was people there and then um, I remember playing and I think like by then you could tell people were like drunk as fuck and like, no one was really like paying attention at first and we were just like fucking going for it and we were doing our thing, it was early on in the band's career, we were like going for it and it was like pretty packed saint and then people got into it by the end, by the end it was like a great set, we always win them over, right? Like we just needed to be put in front of people I get off stage and I put my bass down, right? And then I come back up to like turn off the amp and there's just a picture, like a full like, what would be like a, like a professional headshot, head but instead it's of a band, like it's of someone in the band, right, and it's a full body shot of Jerry only from the Misfits and it was signed by him, like freshly signed, like it looked like he just signed it like with a Sharpie and I was like, what the fuck? And uh, I was like, did it fall off the wall? Like the Saint has shit there. And then like, I went up to the owner and I was like, huh, like, did you put this on here? Like to give to me or something? And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, I was like, what? And I just like racked my brain and I'm like still racking my brain like four (laughs) years later. But I remember walking into the Saint on Halloween night, And there was four old like punk goth people, like like two couples or something. I remember the dudes being like big, right? Like I just remember like like just vaguely just like seeing some old punks at the bar. You know? And then like fucked up. What? We fucked up? No. I was like I was like twenty two or twenty-three. Like Maybe like a little stone or something like usual, but no, I wasn't like, I wasn't fucked up at that show. Um, so wait, I remember wait, where, where being upset, upset that find, ever.
1: Where did you find the picture, Jerry? It was
2: literally on top of my head oh, on man. my amp. I like think it was just placed there.
1: Whoa. Like yeah. after your set?
2: Yeah, after my set.
1: Whoa. So that
0: means someone would have had to climb up on the stage and put that on your head.
1: Yeah. So you think that Jerry Only was at the show and signed a headshot of himself and put it on your amp? Yeah, that's crazy. And didn't say anything and just
2: walked out. Jerry that's Only himself,
1: fucking yeah. Why Holy not? Holy
2: shit. Why not, dude? It's New Jersey, the Saint Halloween Night, 2018, free COVID. <laughs> like, yo, and it was like packed out. And I remember the drummer from uh, Front Bombs
1: was there. Was, was, was I, I remember, remember that? Yeah, because he runs with Low Light and Low Light. You don't know this story about the Jerry Only thing.
0: Um, I remember you bringing that up to me, but me not understanding what you were saying. Now that you've, you're telling the story again, I remember you being like, dude, there's a portrait of like Jerry only. I didn't even know who Jerry only was. Yeah. And, and like, I, and it was like on your head and I was like, okay, like I had no idea what the fuck you were talking like, about. I think,
2: I think he saw like, a, I think he saw like a I young ass band. I think I was dressed band. as a bear. I think he saw a young ass band doing their fucking thing hard as fuck. We killed it. And... And for our age, we fucking killed it. I mean, like, there's been moments where we're like, you know, we were going wild in certain aspects. You know, we're probably better off not doing certain things. But Dude, you know. we learned. We, we, learned. Yeah, we, were, we learned. We
0: did a lot of crazy stage shit, especially in the beginning. Like, we learned a lot. Yeah. As far as live performance with this band. Like, I feel like our first bands, like, growing up, like Maddie was saying back in the day, like, when from, like, 12, <laughs> 11 on to, like, through, our, through On Your Marks, when we were, like, 20, that was almost like just getting it out like getting it out of the system and like expelling mm. shit and like just pure raw motion and like um we had some stage moves we had like some posse jumps or whatever you know what i mean but like um and we, we always had some parts
2: in the song we always
0: we always had a good uh i and like feel for stage presence because of tom sasso that one time um, right. At the uh, at the uh, uh, Japan
2: Tom um, Sasso is one of our old heads.
0: Tom Sasso is one of our old heads. He taught us at one show we were playing at. Um, uh, what's that school called? Well, yeah, well,
2: actually, what happened was he came out to the Saint with a couple other youth group leaders mm-hmm. and some people from the youth group came out and On Your Marks played. I think John Basley was still in the band, like it was early or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember them being like. That was that was good. You guys will do better next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing. We and, weren't and, good. And being like, oh shit! Like I realized in a moment, like you know, we're like 15, 16, right, seventeen, maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, was like, 15, 16, I was like, I was like, oh, we're not good. Mm-hmm. Like I realized that in that moment. Like cause when you're a young kid, you're doing your shit with your friends, and like it is so innocent that it, you know, you're
0: at least having fun. And to you, that's yes, good.
2: And we weren't moving. And I remember Tom Sasso said he was like, yo, just. Move around more on stage. Like, people are going to move well, if see, you move. See, I
0: remember this a little bit differently because I do feel like that may have happened. Like, sure, sure. But I, I distinctly remember playing... Um, it was like a tsunami relief show. Yeah, that was fu- that was in the like,
2: follow-up show. That was the one that okay, was after that.
0: Okay, because at this show, he said that to me.
2: Okay, maybe... Okay, so there was definitely some conversation between them because I remember like we played that show at the Saint and it wasn't that great. And then the next show was the Tsunami show. Right. And that right. was like that and then that. It was like a month or two apart. And he was closer, remember, he like, was
0: closer with you. So, like, he, I wouldn't surprise me if you guys had had, well, he had a wasn't similar the, conversation. He wasn't the only that. one
2: at the Saint. So, I'm sure mm-hmm. maybe he said that specifically at that show. But mm-hmm. I remember at the Saint, some other things were said too. Right. I can't remember it probably, exactly. It was, it was so long. It idea. was probably like a Jersey Show showcase at the Saint, or yeah, something. definitely, or like was. a Battle of the Band slot was. on I a was Sunday. Like, come, come, watch my band, and people were like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. And then like I remember like the one dude from Pete Andrews band, I think came. I can't remember his name. And that band was really good too. Yeah. And just like them being like, I could tell they were like kind of bummed. They're like, "Fuck, I spent like twenty bucks to, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. come see you guys." You know what I mean? Like, and but then we played the tsunami show. And do you want to recap? It yeah, a we
0: bit? so we played a, a tsunami relief show for Japan at Mammoth Regional High School with like it was right when we were we had become friends with like Jake and Owen and uh, they went to that school and and Saya and
2: everybody else yeah we met have a good season yup and it was they it, were in, uh, it was terrapin the ba- yeah terrapin station oh no was it just I terrapin think it was just terrapin yeah terrapin
0: and then and so like so we ended up playing we like headlined cuz we actually were like playing and understanding shows.
2: fractions remember understanding fractions yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely so like we we ended up headlining the show because we were like uh actually doing stuff around the scene so like people had heard about us and like they were like yeah you guys will play last we so, we're like awesome remember the dad rock cover band yes oh actually technically they headlined right they played after I think us so, yeah. or no did they play before us for like an hour i forgot i don't know but they played for like an hour it was crazy yeah yeah like they thought they uh, were playing the coliseum
2: yeah and the one guy was like running the the show yeah at the school yeah he was like helping running it it uh, was adorable Um, and (laughs) like, and like the
0: students were like, we don't want to hear dad rock. Like we want, like, like it was, this was like 2011 or 12 or something. Like we wanted to hear some fuck shit. You know what I mean? So like we're all (laughs) in high school and we go up and we fucking had an intro to black and yellow. by fucking uh, Wiz Khalifa, and we had, like, a breakdown that we were going to do to it. It was super hot, but, like, Jake, like, pressed the button, the play button too early, so the curtain was still closed, so all of a sudden, you hear it happening, and then, like, the curtain opens, and we're like,
3: "Nah, do it again, do it again.
0: He (laughs) he fucking starts it over, and we hit the breakdown, and it was sick.
2: Um, It was sick. It was sick. We should have just... No, that was a good one because I remember after that being like, "Damn, we probably should have just like went into the next song." Yes and but, no, because I typically but that's like when you're young, you're like, "We should do this on stage," you know? Right,
0: like, right. You wanted something to go. A certain but the breakdown way. was sick. But also, like <laughs> as I've gotten older too, like I don't good. like I do. I am a believer that you probably should never stop the show. But at, at the same time, like it's your show. If you want to stop the show, stop the show. But yeah. like. <laughs> I'm glad that was off fucking mic. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um uh I remember like when we were right when we were gonna go on, like it, I remember like we wanted to really like do well at this show. We wanted like, to make an impact. We wanted to make an impact. It was, was all kids there. from a new school. We were like not from that school. So we were about to go on and Tom Sasso like took us aside. This is how I remember it. Yeah, yeah. He like I took us aside and right. was like, guys. The crowd's only going to go as hard as you go. Yeah. And it was like. And we went on stage. Freddie had a wireless cable, bro. <laughs> he was in the crowd, song one. We were going crazy. Yeah. Like, dude. fuck what it sounded like. We went insane. We like, and
1: the crowd loved it. Dude, because
2: like, we looked up to Tom Sasso. We still look up to Tom Sasso. Dude's the man he like literally Tom was just Sasso's. like just like
1: I know who Will Sasso is. Who the just, Tom Sasso?
2: You know. Uh he would he's like our OG Punk had Like he just went to a shit ton of like local shows forever and moshed super hard. Dude,
1: so Olympic like OG No, no dude dude. <laughs> Maddie he's OG
2: as Maddie what? Olympic level mosher. Like, and he was, and he, was he was a youth group leader. He was my back youth in the group day. leader,
1: dude. Was that me, like and, in like church? Yeah, my Christian church. Uh, <laughs> but dude, he was uh
2: uh, and I'm sure he's like fine with me talking about this, but he had a lot of like struggles with like you know alcohol and different things and uh, and drugs and was just like com- like on borderline like gonna die yeah like craziness same. like pre internet craziness yeah. you know what I mean and found God and shit and same. <laughs> same right yeah yeah dude he's one of the biggest impacts I've had in my entire life dude he's I was the ripping butts
1: last night at the fucking Jonathan Francis practice and then I like was thinking while I was smoking the cigarette I was like I told myself I was gonna fucking quit again this is so gay and then I like <laughs> fucking I like finished the cigarette and just immediately felt so sick dude and I'm just like pacing back and forth with Bobby on the, on the street in Asbury Park until for like a half an hour and then I finally burped and like all this smoke came out from the burp, and I like I had already thrown my cigarettes and my vape out, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna
2: smoke came out of the burp. Yeah, dude, you I was smoke sh- stuck shit. in your lung, yes, dude. dude. I
1: felt like I was gonna die, or like, Matty, in, my what st- the or like fuck? in my stomach, or something. <laughs> I've never dude, heard three that. Burps, three burps, three burps, <laughs> smoke came out each time, dude. Bro, you know. have some backup going on there. You gotta not, dude. I gotta, stop You gotta clear that can out. I hit your weed though. Yes, of course. I've been you, smoking weed before yes, work. Yes, please, please smoke easily, weed. Don't smoke cigarettes. Murder kids. everyone less. <laughs> yeah. So I if think if it's I legal and you're
2: weed. of the age of 21 and older, please
1: smoke weed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's legal where you are and you're 21, please smoke weed. <laughs> Unless, <laughs> please. If <laughs> you know of schizophrenia in your family, yeah, maybe then maybe don't. It doesn't help. You know it Just be a smart person. Like, right? I don't For yourself. Know, for I your health. Know, think for yourself. Care about your health. Don't listen to anything of, we say. I only know one of my grandparents. My I'm father, in a band. Father, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's schizophrenia in my family because I think I almost became schizophrenic one time, but I'm a Oh, well right here. Now. Smoke this weed. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> here you are. Here's your cure. Um, I was going to say, I, Soul Fudge Radio played The Saint one time, probably in like 2009. And we opened for like Kelsey and the Chaos who wow. play he, they they played the theme song to one of those weird mtv dating shows i forget what next fuck, no it wasn't next it was parental like, control yes yo yes so i love parental, that show me too and this is the first time i've thought about it in like since so long dude but yeah, Kelsey and the Chaos was the band that played the theme song for that show, and we opened for them at the Saint. And I remember the drummer ripped, and uh, Donnie like, like pulled me aside to be like that's 24-inch bass drum right there. And my mind was just blown, dude. My 13-year-old mind was like, I didn't even know they made them that big. What the fuck? I was like, that's why it sounds so good. I need to get a 24-inch bass drum. And then fucking Donnie got a 24-inch bass drum and started The Moms. And I was like, fuck, he's so cool. He's so much cooler than me. I can't be the drummer of The Moms. Fuck.
2: Dude, it's so crazy that, like... Just when you think size doesn't matter. Dude. (laughs) Dude, Maddie, like, it's so crazy that, like, we've watched your life on, like, a periphery, you know, because we were fans of the moms, and the moms were such a huge influence to us. But you also had this whole thing where you were, like, in Edge, and then the moms were your brother's band with Donnie on the drums, and then Donnie had a whole career with the moms, and then... Moved on and passed the torch to you essentially, and you guys took it to your whole like, you guys had like a whole, a whole like two lifespan, like a full decade, you know, so a full, like right, like a, a a band's dude. lifespan should be like five years, right? Typically, like, it is. if That's you make probably it to five average. years. You're
0: lucky. Do yeah. like one full length album. <laughs> if you can get beyond one full length album, you're fucking. Like, in. you've made. You're it. a band. You made it.
1: Like, well,
0: dude, <laughs> this is the only band we've ever taken to two albums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Put it here. Fuck yeah. Same. Well, I wasn't here for the first one. I'm always the fucking replacement, dude.
2: Dude, not anymore. We're gonna just exist forever, yeah. and we're just you're just gonna be the Travis Barker. You're yes. you are the fucking yes, the missing
1: link to us, Maddie. Yeah, dude, we're like fuck you. We have the potential to be like so much more than that, though. Of course,
2: but well. Their their last interview was amazing. It was like Blink, such a side Blink. of the band. Yeah.
1: No, I mean Blink is fucking amazing, dude.
2: It it, it gave me like an understanding because like when I put on the record, I was like, well, I'm not ready to listen to this right now. I was like, I'll yeah. come back to it. Like I I know exactly like I get it. Like yeah. they're back to like their roots and shit while yeah. also putting on like the full on production. Yeah. You know, like they're doing like the thing right, but like I was telling Alex before, like. We have such a long way to go, and it's good because, one, it gives us something to do for the rest of our lives. Wow. So thankful, honestly. I'm so grateful and so thankful to have this in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I really, like, dude, we got to create this record label right. We got to do everything right. Take it slow. We have the record out now. Do some limited vinyl release stuff. Do some limited like really cool like covers and shit like I was telling Alex like I'm doing my Christmas album like one of the first things we should record in here is like in the Hall of the Mountain King and just put it on my album we'll just feature each other on it right so it's on Original Plus it's on Rainville it's on the Rainville album James is going to be on my album I think Uh, hopefully like if I have more like vocal stuff to do I haven't done any vocals on it yet but like if I have vocal stuff to do I would love you guys to be on it because I'm going to put out like a seven song fucking awesome Crazy Christmas rock record, dude. It's Mike just mastered my Goosebumps cover. No bass, sounds insane, dude. Goosebumps, like the, yeah, like it's come
1: Intro of Goosebumps, yeah, the
2: theme song, bro, dude. It's coming out in like a couple days,
1: dude. What? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, yeah, I love that. Oh, dude, because you know I've what? just
2: I've just been recording shit, like through through moving and living at my mom's apartment on the pullout couch basically living in her living room and transitioning out from, you know, where I was living and shit and touring all summer. Like, it was crazy. Like, I w- felt so disconnected from like writing. So then like, when I was like, when I thought I was like, I'm actually going to do a Christmas album because I kept like throwing songs like, I went
3: to her. Yo, I went to Harambe's uh, pen. Get here. Tell them. Tell, tell the people. So I Welcome
0: to, Ryan Vargas.
3: I went to Harambe's pen, in uh, like 2016 or like that. It's at like Cincinnati Zoo or some oh, shit, right? It Are would, would right? be Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati. I, I'm pretty sure it was a Cincinnati Zoo or some bullshit. And, uh, dude, it's fucking wild because, like, it's a little fence, a drop off, like, maybe like five fucking feet. And then there's, like, the ground where all, like, the monkeys were. So it's extremely, and there's no gate. So it's extremely fucking easy for me to jump in there or for him to, like, do a wicked jump and maybe, like, (laughs) learn how to climb or some shit. I don't think that's possible, but a human to jump into their encampment, it's, like, super fucking easy. Wow. Weird as fuck. Yeah, so when that kid fell, it makes perfect fucking sense. Like, it was like like a fucking railing. It was like a four foot railing. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like if I took oh a yeah, look at these gorillas. Me, yeah, I'll fall right over and crack my fucking head. So yeah, it, that was weird. But the zoo was cool. No justice, no peace. Dicks out for Harambe. So that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Bye, Ryan. that was awesome.
2: Thanks, dude. I wish I had a Harambe story. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I think Harambe died around my birthday. I don't think it was on my birthday, but it could be. Why would you do that to the world? It could be. Um uh, I just wanted to finish my thought. Um Yeah, yeah, what were you guys talking about? Like how I'm dropping the goosebumps song and uh the Christmas stuff and how like basically it it branched off of like how we just gotta do like some dope shit just to like support the album and just like just have an awesome time with this. Like there's no rush. Like it's way cooler to be present with all this shit like doing this podcast is so fucking cool like I feel so present like in this setting and like I can't wait to drop some of these soon and just like we were saying like even for the ones we don't have video for let's just set up like a camera and slow-mo it and like practice or something and just throw it and just like have the podcast going with us like just doing our thing yeah here. some
0: background video yeah you know? but yeah bro but, I I feel like we're almost like going back to our 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 basis our heart our og of where this all started of like being in a band and being creative like that you know
2: we never had money back then. At, you know, I feel like I don't have money now. Yeah. Somewhere in between, there was like a leeway. It's like, oh, I'll throw a couple hundred bucks at this, a couple hundred bucks right. at that, you know. But now it's like, it's like, it's crazy now, you yeah. know. So it's, uh.
0: We're you know? independent as fuck. Fuck. So like, it's, it's like, I feel like there was probably a period where like we were young adults just starting to work jobs and like less responsibilities and lived at home. So there wasn't, much that we had to pay out now that we're like 20 are we all 28 right now yeah yeah no, I'm 27 you're 27 oh, right. so yeah God i was like i looked around it. and then
2: thought about myself <laughs> <laughs> i was like asking you uh no but, Yo, uh, no no it's crazy i feel like i'm 28 like i've been living what does that feel like i feel like i just don't want to be 27 why yeah. it's like weird because you are gonna die here. No, I am not gonna die. First <laughs> off, fuck that shit. If he dies, everyone it's now my fault. Yeah, I officially be. jinxed him. Yeah, uh, but no, nah, I don't fucking believe in that shit. Um, We're all gonna die, bro. It's even funny, though bro. every single one of my favorite <laughs> artists is in the Twenty
0: Seven Club, I am fucking over that shit though. Because like, <laughs> no, for real, that's that's the whole it thing. It teaches the wrong fucking thing. It teaches the wrong fucking thing. Yep. Like it's all. F- I I honestly am like pissed off at like the. The um, uh, ha, like the public the image romanticism, of the romanticization, romanticism, romanticiz- romanticization, yeah, romanticization, Rome, so.
1: Romanes, rom- romantiz- romantiz- hey, right?
0: Ro- the ro- romanticism, the romanticism. Let's stick with that. Of like the rock and roll, die young, fuck that shit. You know, like yeah, it's fucking bullshit, and they just use that to push more records. It's all just industry sales and i don't fuck with that because these are real people's fucking lives and like they've used these people and keep in mind that back when that was happening more um these are artists whose whole discographies were owned by labels so like nothing else really mattered it was just that if they could see that return on those records then they would make money period so like um the more story there is the more drama there is the more records they would sell and so like if someone had this beautiful, tragic art of, like, fucking suicide, it was, I mean, they would milk that forever just as they continued to do. Yeah, it's happened so I mean, they made times. it cool. They gave it a term, the 27 Club. Yeah. It's exclusive. But, fuck but, you. But
2: isn't that crazy? Because that, fuck you. that branches all the way back to Robert Johnson because he was the first one, right? And yeah. they, they use his, his is, like, the ultimate ethos. It's right. like, he sold his soul to the devil to write this amazing music that was so anti- or, like, uh, so, uh, what is it, fucking counterculture to religion at the time, you know? Yeah. So, like, everyone was, like, fuck this, but then there was, like, all this, like, this whole level of, like, music scholarship that, like, saw what it was, you know, mm-hmm. really for what it was, like, this person coming from absolutely nothing, coming from slavery, like, his father was a slave, you know, so... Um, and all the pain that he went through with like his like wife and child dying, right. And then they like mold that into a thing. And ultimately, he
0: was poisoned.
2: Yeah, he was poisoned. They say, like, per, yeah, per, yeah, because he was like pushing his limits on like someone's like wife.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: So they think like because he would never drink a bottle that was like unsealed, but he was like already kind of drunk or some shit. Yeah. And then like they handled him, they handed him like a bottle of whiskey, and it was like the cap was like already unsealed. And he drank that and literally like like it took him like a day to die or something painful it's like poisoned him Crazy. robert, robert johnson.
0: johnson all right learn your history and then come back and we'll talk <laughs> <about it. laughs> no just kidding um but he's like
2: he's one of my favorite artists he's ever. one of the greatest blues artists. he only has time. like like 30 songs or something and uh it was all yeah it was all recorded in 1936 and 37. dude you've seen photos but, and stuff and i'm sure you've heard but it's like the songs. root of like there's so much root they of say they roll.
0: say that that was like the impetus of what was to become rock and roll because he played fast too he was like you know he picked it
2: up he played his guitar a lot like a piano it was very cool. and he had a lot of different styles if you listen to the like there's some music that you really have to listen to for a long time to see all the every single space every single second of it is so intentional and so important. Like someone could listen to Cigarettes After Sex and be like, oh, this all sounds the same. But if you listen to it like intentionally and you listen to it, you hear how different every song is. And that's how Robert Johnson is. If you put Robert Johnson on, it's like, oh, this is just old blues music in the background. But when you listen to it, Mm -hmm. it's the greatest music that's ever been created on the face of this planet, some and, of it. Well,
0: sometimes too, it's for insane. artists of different generations, you have to kind of try to put yourself in that mindset of like what time, what things were like in that time to try to grasp the context of like why those sounds are meaning what they mean and like why those sounds are being made. Um, and uh, I can help you get some context on like older artists like that, you know?
2: Let's use him as an example. Like he has the song love in vain Mm -hmm. that song has been literally ripped off a million times love in vain um i went down to the station uh with a suitcase in my hand right it's about like bringing his like wife down to the station because she was going to her family's to go give give birth right Mm -hmm. and he talks about how like And the blue light was my baby and the red light was my mind right on the train. And then the train leaves and then, and then it's like a separate section where he talks about being back at the train station. Mm -hmm. And it's like a different thing. I forget exactly what he says, but it gets darker Mm -hmm. and you can, and when you know the story of his life, you realize it's like, Oh, his wife and his baby had just died. And he like sends them off to like, their death, and that's what that song is about, "Love in Vain," and it's so crazy, and it's like one of the deepest songs. And then you hear songs like um, "Come in My Kitchen."
0: Yeah, that one's in my head because right now it's too. because
2: it's raining outside, and his guitar part sounds like the rain. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. And then, then you look at a song called "The Red Hot."
3: Oh
0: yeah, which, which literally famously
2: covered by the Chili Peppers. Yes. They recorded it outside. Yep. Played it super fast. Last track on Blood Sugar Sex Magic is like right? track like yeah, yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> it is a Robert Johnson's track seventeen? Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. This man knows. Um, but that song, literally, dude. It sounds like a ragtime piano. It's like. Like, kind of like uh, the Cantina from Star Wars. And and you the playing, like,
0: in the red. No, ro- yeah, well, she for
1: sale. <laughs> <covered> <laughs> <laughs> and you're playing like. Atomaly's in the red. Robert Johnson. But they covered
2: the song. in the red. And like his yeah, voice, dude. To dude. Oh, he had to, It like, literally he, is like a Louisiana like ragtime. His voice. Robert Johnson wrote.
0: Robert Johnson's voice reminds me sometimes of HR from Bad Brains. Yes. You know what I mean? Whoa.
2: But that, yeah. You know? Oh, it's so
0: good. It's I take the, a lot of influence like a bug. from that. That like high oh, yeah. that like high mm-hmm. whi- like not whiny, but like crackly. That higher voice that's kinda crackly. Like Dude, that's
2: like pre-rap.
0: Yes. It's like certainly
2: pre-rap, like pre-rap, rap. rap, You know what I mean? Like that's like
1: pre-everything,
2: dude. Well, well, HR from Bad Brains—that was like 80s, right? So that was like a huge another impetus (laughs) of. (laughs) That's my HR impression.
3: (laughs) This
2: man would just like leap and just be like nine feet in the air, and then he'd be like. He's a fucking bad. My favorite was when he would get like the when he would be like screaming and he'd be like, um, mm-hmm. "Is that what a model say?" He's yeah. like he's like in the, <laughs> like yeah, the front dude. of his face. He gets a little bit heavier. <laughs>
0: dude, I was thinking. By the way, I remember you telling me about how um, you Iggy... just walked. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this. I remember you telling me sure. how educate. I remember you telling me how um, uh, Iggy Pop um had recorded some of his vocals through the PA and mic'd up the PA speaker. That record sounds so good. I would love to try that. Dude, do you know what
2: record that is? It's Fun okay. Cool. the second one. Because cool. so the first one, like, dude, when they started their band, they didn't know how to play instruments. Mm-hmm. Like rock and roll was just like a thing. They didn't know how to play <laughs> instruments. So rock and roll was like just a thing. And then they ended up like hooking up with the two brothers, the one that like, basically learn how to play the drums with the band. Wild, The guitarist, Ron, Ron Ashton and fucking Scott Ashton, right? And and then Iggy, dude, they were like putting blenders on stage and like vacuums and like miking them up and doing crazy experimental shit. And apparently in Kim Gordon's document, in her book, she talks about how when she went to college in Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, she was in this band that was like a f- like a 14-piece band or some shit, and they were like a super experimental band like that, and apparently members of the Stooges were like in the crowd. Yes, I remember and reading that, because I think you lent me that book at one point. Yes. Fucking awesome, dude. So, Kim Gordon's the fucking goat. Seriously. If Iggy Pop's the godfather, she's the godmother. Man. Of punk. Goat. um. Anyways, uh, the first record is like is the Stooges, like, finding themselves as, like, a band. You can you could tell, like, they were doing the shit, and yeah. they, they had fucking some crazy songs on there. Hell um, yeah. Awesome songs. It's fucking awesome. But I find, like, that one's, like, it's, like, a what the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck. This is, like, also very, like, innocent. Like, I feel like the Velvet Underground a bunch in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel like they're trying things and being very simple with it. Yeah. Um And then Funhouse is like them as like the badass band, as you know them. Like they went Mm -hmm. to L.A. and recorded it like in like a fucking like like a regular studio, Mm -hmm. like did the real thing. We're talking about the Stooges right now, Iggy and the Stooges. Um, And Alex was saying that he likes. I told him once that when they were recording the second record, they were recording it live and Iggy was going through the mic, right? But it just wasn't sounding good through the board. So they hooked up their PA system in the studio and then mic'd up the PA system. And it got like like a fucking like Whoa. a concert arena feel to it. Yeah, me. I was
0: like, and, I would love to try dude, that with that. And, and that like.
2: record is like like one of my favorite records ever. Like it's such a cohesive mm-hmm. sound. They do some crazy shit. Like at the end, they have like this crazy saxophone solo. Mm-hmm. Um, great record. And then like Raw Power is a whole nother thing because basically literally wow the bassist literally died and the band ended because they imploded and had no money and they were all strung out. Jesus. So they literally died. Like, literally they, the member died and they went home. And then Iggy was like just bouncing around and shit. And before he ended up doing like the whole thing, I think with like David Bowie, I guess he was like out there and, yeah. uh, to record what was to be Raw Power and ended up bringing the band back together by like 72, 73. Right. But it was like a whole like year or two where like he was out in like the UK. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then David Bowie like mixed and like produced that. Mm -hmm. But that's like, they say that that record's like cursed or some shit because of the master on it. Because it's thin as paper, and there's no bass, and there's no drums. It's just screaming, ear piercing Link Ray guitar. (laughs) Like it literally sounds like a 1958 record, just the Stooges pushed it, and it's unreal. Like that's what they are. Yeah. Like that's what it is. And Iggy was like, "It is what it is," you know. Yeah. In the 90s, because apparently David Bowie did one day of mixing on that Mm -hmm. and was like, this is the record, and then sent it to the mastering, and it was like, they were an old school UK mastering that did like the animals and shit, and they were like, turn it down! And they just like kept the guitar up, and so like, um, that's why Search and Destroy is such a big thing, because it comes in, and it's like normal levels, like, the bass is barely there, it's like a broomstick. (laughs) You know? And then the guitar's like, like, I think Anthony Keita said like when he heard it the first time he was like rolling on his couch he like couldn't <laughs> like he couldn't hold it in like yeah. it was like the heaviest song he ever heard. Yo, the best the
0: best compliment a song can get is when you just start dying laughing when you hear it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like when you hear something and you just like,
3: like you just can. Kinda-
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end it. I think so too. You guys want to do some practice? I gotta go. You got to go now?
2: Yeah, it's two. Damn.
0: Can we take him out on a song?
1: you want to go play outside? I really
0: have to go. Damn. I miss you already. No.
2: But tomorrow, tomorrow, can we focus just on jamming? Yeah. yeah. And like, if we have time, we can do something else?
0: Yeah. Um, do you have to go at two tomorrow as well? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's get in and jam. I'm glad we got this set up the way we did. I don't
2: usually work tomorrow, but they needed me.
0: All good. I'll take it. Um, All right, cool. This has been episode six, motherfuckers. America Pod 2, we love you.
2: Woo! Rock and roll. Peace.
1: Peace.